The subject today is the untouchables. As many of you may have seen from online, uh, Twitter, I, I uh, posted on Twitter and Facebook, and, and I could do it via email. If any of you want me to send you alerts to our show, I can send it to you uh, through email. So get in touch with me at revessiatme.com, and I will add you to our email list. Um, untouchables. Jesus loves even the desirables, undesirables, um, and those with alleged driving forces, because Jesus is the main driving force. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Nothing gets higher than Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Heavenly Father, we come unto you today revealing the fact that we love you. There's nobody like you. People searched all over and couldn't find anybody like you. We thank you for being the creator of all things. We thank you for being the God in our lives. We thank you for being outstanding, standing out past everything else in our lives that ever tried to take over and take over our minds, control our minds and our hearts. I ask right now in Jesus' holy name that you use me to deliver this word to somebody, Father God. Let your Holy Spirit dwell in this place this radio show right now in Jesus name this church online this service hallelujah amen father god we thank you for letting the sun rise in the morning and causing it to fall in the evening we watch it do what it was assigned to do and we want to do the same thing we want to do what we were assigned to do forgive us for the times that we didn't do what we were supposed to do for the kingdom forgive us for the times father god that we were selfish and did our own thing thinking that we were right in our own mind and we weren't at all but you sent jesus to die on the cross therefore we know we're already forgiven and condemnation does not dwell here hallelujah i lift up all the people all the prayer requests that that i've been getting Standing in the gap for everybody, giving it to you. As long as we give it to you, we're doing fine. Whether it's one person or one zillion people, as long as we give it to you, we're doing good. And we thank you for being there. We thank you for sitting high on your throne, looking low, being with us at good times, sad times, times when we cry. You said you put your tears in a bottle. You put all the tears of the saints in a bottle, and they will not be destroyed. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Use me, Holy Spirit, and bless everybody that's listening to this now or later in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Luke chapter 8. Turn your swords to Luke chapter 8. And I will read verses 27 to 39. This is about, you've heard many times, a demoniac. Amen? Amen. And it reads like this. And when he went forth, talking about Jesus, amen, and when he went forth to land, there met him out of the certain city a certain man, out of the city a certain man, which had devils a long time. Now, my Bible says devils doesn't say devils a long time, says devils long time. Amen. <laughs> and he wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tomb. When he saw Jesus, 
he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he brake the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Driven of the devil into the wilderness. Okay, remember that. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them, command them, command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down, violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. They told everybody what Jesus had done. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting (laughs) at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he that was possessed of the devil was healed. They're testifying, Peter, telling it. Verse 37 says, Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils was departed besought him. See, he was searching for him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to thine own house and show how great things God has done unto thee. And he went his way and published, circle that, underline, published throughout the whole city, not just his house, the whole city, how great things Jesus had done unto him. God bless the word. God bless the word. Amen. The word is our sword. Amen. Hallelujah. The word is our sword. Whatever you need, you can get it from the word. Hallelujah. Right. Okay, now, we are going to talk about the untouchables. And I named this untouchable because of um, the demoniac of Gadaria, Gadara. Now, the word untouchable is mostly well-known for there's a certain area, Pacific 
okay, area of the world we live in where there are certain people of, let's say, dark persuasion that others try to avoid. They walk across the street. They don't feed them. They don't help them. They don't help give them a place to stay. In fact, it is so bad that these people, they call them untouchables. You're not supposed to touch these people. Almost like, in fact, like, like they have leprosy or something, right? Okay, and these people, it is so bad for these people of dark persuasion that they actually have to get their clothes from graveyards. They have to get their, they have to steal their food and go in garbage, garbage uh, dumps to eat. Tell me God hasn't been good to you, amen? God has been good to us. We don't have to steal. Go with, I've never gone to a graveyard and dug up bodies to cover my body, to cover myself. I've never had to eat out of garbage cans. Now, some people may have. I'm not talking about those who did, um, but I'm saying we never have to. If you love Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about those things. God's got it, right? God has you covered. Amen. Amen. Verse 27 was telling, was telling us about the certain man and described him. When someone is under Satan's work, okay, when, when someone you know or someone you know of is under Satan's hand, they have an unusual appearance. Notice this man, he was naked, and he approached the Lord in disrespect. And I say he approached the Lord in disrespect because usually uh, naked, naked is used in a spiritual sense. When they say, come naked unto Jesus, come naked unto God, tell him all your troubles and he'll take care of you. Okay, this guy is in the natural naked in front of the Lord. No respect. That's considered actually as provocative. No shame. Okay, he had no shame. Demons did this because of, uh, after the fall of Adam and Eve, their eyes were opened and they were ashamed of their nakedness before the Lord. After the fall, after the sin, you, look, did you ever notice the people that sin, either they like it, they stay in it, or they sin on purpose, or they have a hard time getting out of it. Did you ever notice they show no shame? They, 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 not, there's no limit to what they will say or do. They're being driven, see? Would you like to take your clothes off in front of Jesus and around Jesus? Okay, and this, this man lived in the graveyard. If you notice, it says, he lived in the tombs, okay? This man is actually living in the graveyard. And when you think of a graveyard, what does that usually mean? A dead place, right? Think about it ourselves. Let's think about it. Are we living? Is there anyone out there you feel like you're living in a dead place? Or maybe the, the church that you, you go to, you, you're not feeling the... I've actually had people tell me that many times. They love their church. Absolutely love their church. Been there for years, but they can't feel the spirit. Is it a church or is it a cemetery? There's spirits in cemeteries. And this man was afraid to interact or be around 
the lively anointing of God. He was, he was afraid to interact with people in this dead place. Is there anybody out there that feels the same way? Let's check ourselves. Amen. Is there anybody out there? You're afraid to go around the anointing of God. You're more comfortable in this dead place. You're safe. Okay? Some people don't like to reach out. They don't like to network because they're, 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 they created a safe place, a safe haven for themselves. Amen. And sin separates. This is why this man was here. He was full of demons. Obviously, he had open doors, open windows, and the demons enter in. And, and, and there was a lot of them. Sin separates. Did, did you ever wonder why certain people, maybe even your children, loved one, husband, wife, whatever, did you ever wonder why your close relationship with them wanes away out of the blue? And they all of a sudden change on you, and you didn't do anything? Did you ever? Most likely, persons are now doing worldly things that they know they cannot do with you. That is why you don't hear from them. And it, actually, it's like a twisted kind of respect, so to speak. They're respecting you, and they know that the things that they have fallen into, you're not going to put up with. Just keep praying for them. They're doing something that they know you wouldn't approve of. Amen? These people who, people who are uh, demonically oppressed or possessed are not easily Control. They're not easy to control. The person becomes lawless. Do you know anybody like that out of the blue for some strange reason? They just became lawless and they don't care. One version of the demoniac description said that he was also, he was cutting. Cutting. Have you ever heard that term? Kids today, they do what is called cutting. They cut themselves. And they do it out of hopelessness despair, oppression, exhaustion, witchcraft, disbelief. Only a possession of some kind causes one to abuse their body. And, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of us are losing our young ones in the church because we spent so much time talking about the do's and the don'ts, talking about the law that we neglected, I'll use that word, we neglected to tell people about having a relationship with Jesus. We're more concerned about the law than we are about freedom in Christ Jesus. And a lot of these people don't hear this when they go to church. They don't hear about Jesus. They just hear about what to wear, how to wear, whether or not tattoos is right. You know, uh, and they're hearing about how to live, what to do, what not to do, and they go home and and you ask them, well, what did you learn about Jesus? And they're like, um, I don't, I forgot, I don't know. And then they become lawless. They they lose hope. Amen. Verse twenty eight. Demons 
must drop before Jesus. Notice it says they fell down before him. And just think, today, people don't think that his name or Jesus himself is important. Who wrote the Bible? You can't make this stuff up, folks. It's right there for you. Amen? Even demons address him. Did you notice how they addressed him? They address him as Jesus, the Son of God, Most High. And nowadays people won't even say good morning, Jesus, or Jesus. I, I don't understand you quite too much, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to learn a little bit more about you. They disrespect his name. They disrespect his, his character. They disrespect his, the work that he did for them. For, you're not rebellion. And the Bible says rebellion is out, outright witchcraft. Something got a hold of their mind, and it's not the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. And notice they ask not to be tormented, which means that his name actually torments them. Say his name, folks. Jesus, hallelujah, say his name. Hallelujah, say his, call his name. No, you don't look silly. Say it. Look, if you look silly saying his name, the person that said you look silly needs Jesus. <laughs> Amen? Call his name. You might have heard me tell a story before, but this is in government records, actually. You know, you know the people that are um, abducted or whatever uh, by alien ships? And all that, I'm sure many of you heard that, okay? And they're saying that a lot of this is real. And this is in government records. It's recorded in our government that some of the people that was abducted, am I saying it right? Abducted, okay, into these alleged ships, okay? The ones that called on the name of Jesus dropped back in their beds, and the bed was bouncing from the pressure. Now, the government's not going to tell you that. Even though the Bible says the government is on Jesus' shoulder. See, Jesus is not worried about that. He could care less. Okay? But the government's not going to tell you that, that there's power in Jesus' name. Now, whether or not these alien ships are governmental, <laughs> you know, or real, because I, I believe they're demons. I don't, I don't like them. I don't look for them. And if, I, if they come to me, I've got something for them. His name is, say it, Jesus. Amen. This is in government records. Call upon Jesus' name. They have to let you go. Amen. Verse 29, demonic possession can make people superhuman. Verse 29 says, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and oftentimes it caught the man, and he was kept bound with chains and fetters, and he broke them. And he was driven of the devil into the wilderness. This man broke. Do you know how hard it is to break chains and fetters? Chains are hard to break. Did you ever... Did you ever see videos or maybe on the news or something about these people nowadays that are on bath salts and things like that? Did you ever notice that they're going around and they're killing people and chewing off people's ears? This one man, I guess in Florida, chewed another person's face. 
And when the police tried to shoot him, he didn't go down. They don't go down, folks, even with bullets. Okay? Drugs open the gates for demonic possession. Now, people will say that's the bath salts. They will say that's the meth, whatever, crystal meth or whatever. But this is demonic possession. It is opening their minds, opening their hearts to demons. Demons need a body. They need hands. They need a mouth to speak through. And these people are easy targets. Then we're talking about, not to even mention, to bring up CERN, C-E-R-N, look it up. Scientists are bringing demons through this, I don't know, trans something super collider thing. And they're bringing demons through to our uh, existence, so to speak. They're bringing demons through. It's like a portal from hell or to hell, however we say it. And guess where the demons, where do they think the demons are going to go? In bodies, in people. Unsuspecting people will become a tool of the devil and not even realize what happened. All these drunk, excuse, excuse me for saying it this way, but it's true. All of these drunk, hide up, over-drugged people are easy targets. They're just the bodies the demons need. And it's going to be easy for new age leaders to manipulate them as well. You know, they're always talking about new age and things like that. It's going to be easy. It, they're going to be Satan's army. Mercy. Jesus, Jesus. Satanic invasion. That's what it is, a satanic invasion. Folks, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior right now, would be the time. It's getting serious. If, if, people, if people don't understand the way the weather is, the way things are going in this. You know, when I was younger, we had beautiful rain. We had like maybe a couple rainy days a week, and it rained in the spring, not too much in the summer, but you can enjoy it. You knew when it was coming. You knew when it was leaving. Nowadays, in one day, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay, and there's various areas of Pittsburgh, and they, there are so many different uh, uh, weather patterns in these different areas that the, they have a hard time trying to figure out one area. Watch this. This is crazy, and this is happening now, folks. One area of Pittsburgh, people are flooding and, and, and cars are floating down the road. And then in another area, the sun is shining. And people have their little swimming pools out and they have their towels on the side of the swimming pool. God said this stuff was going to happen. And did you ever hear about the fish, the, the creatures that are, that are being boiled up out of the sea? They're finding the oddest creatures on beaches. And, and folks, every, sometimes people say, scientists created that. Well, why? Why, why do they always got to uh, uh, credit scientists for it? God created everything. What if that thing was down in there and nobody knew it was there? They're saying, man doesn't know everything. They're finding some of the strangest creatures boiling. They're being boiled. The water from the earth, the earth is so hot now, the water is boiling fish up to the, I mean, you could feed villages, you could feed cities, you could feed um, states and countries with the food that's dying and rotting on the beaches. Mm. My Lord, where was I at? You know, 
keep your eyes open and listen. Uh, I always say chew the meat and spit out the bones, okay? Keep your eyes open and listen to what's happening around us. All right? The man inside of this demoniac's body obviously needed help. He, his strength was gone. Sometimes, if, if, if you don't watch, you will give up so much, something else will take over you. Instead of you praying that thing out, you'll lose your strength. You'll lose your hope. The man, he lost his strength, his hope, no hope. There was none left to help him to fight the demons himself. But Jesus, amen, amen, hey, but Jesus, right? Jesus gives hope. This is not about me. This is not about New Birth Ministries. This is not about anybody's church or anybody's ministry. This is about Jesus Christ. He gives us hope. Amen? Amen. God is good. The sight or presence of this man, or the sight or presence of this man scared people, but... The sight and the presence of Jesus helps people. The man saw him coming. One can be cleansed spiritually in Jesus. And notice it says the man was driven of the devil into the wilderness. A dry place. So far we have what? A dead place and a dry place. Are you in a dead area? Are you in a dead season of your life? All you need is Jesus. He's coming. If you believe in him, look, I'm going to say this way. If you believe in him, hang on. Hold on. Amen. The song says, hold on to God's unchanging hand. And if you don't believe in him, know him, accept him. Jesus will take you from the wilderness into a cool place filled with the washing, the water of the word and his spirit. Dip in the cool water. There's a song, a man I used to sing within a group, okay, in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. And he sings a song called Cool Waters. <laughs> Hallelujah. Dip in the cool waters of the Lord. Amen. You don't have to stay dry. I mean, you know, even your skin, they make a lotion for when your skin gets dry, right? Because we're made of water. Amen. Our lives spiritually and naturally should include water of some sort. Amen. Of the, the God sort. Put it that way. And then verse 30 says, Jesus asked, what is your name? And they said, Legion. Legion, for we are many. That's many spirits. Legion, we don't know the numbers. People, you know, they talk about Rome and things like that, and a, and a legion in Rome, I think it's like, a, they went by, what, 50s and 100s, and then I think thousands or whatever. Legion, that's a lot. This man, can you imagine what this man looked like with all those demons wrestling and fighting within him, inside of him? He went from a human to a creature. Okay, if you can imagine that. And this is what people, did you ever notice people who are possessed? They, something, they don't look like humans. Okay, they have a form or maybe a shape of a human, but they look like a creature. You look into their eyes and it's like you're looking down. There's no 
soul. Amen. And most likely, this man had legion because he was in a cemetery. You know, there's a Jewish custom to leave the body out. I think three days, I want to say three days, a few days or whatever. Um, They leave the body out for a little while in case the spirit had not left their loved one yet. So there's all, there was all kind, there's all kind of spirits back in those days in cemeteries. Amen. And verse 31 says, they begged him not to throw them into the deep. What is the deep? It is the abyss. The abyss. A, B, Y, S, because Jesus can. Jesus has power over Satan, his demons, his whatever, his minions. Be careful. Look, people, I know everybody watches TV, everybody watches movies, and they're all happy and cute and everything, but be careful calling people minions. They turned that, you know, human beings turned that into a cute little, you know, little little word, happy little word. It's minions, demons. And I never really liked the term. I once got in an argument with somebody one time online in a nice way. I mean, I went so far, I tried to chill, <laughs> but it aggravated me because this one woman kept calling my brand new grandchild. What do they call him? Um, a ha- oh, he's a handsome little devil, ain't he? And I said, no. <laughs> and I want y'all to do this too. Be careful what people are putting on your children and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. They said, he's a hand. oh boy, he's a handsome little devil. And I noticed, I thought to myself, I said, Lord, I, I thought, I said, look, what's going on with us down here? We don't notice the words that's coming out of our mouths. We're cursing people's kids. You're cursing people's kids when you call them a handsome little devil. Or a cute little devil. Oh, okay. I'll get off of that one. <laughs> you know, watch the words that come out of our mouths. Amen. Amen. They begged Jesus not to throw them into the abyss. Satan was humbled right there. And Jesus' power was then realized at that time and today. And always his power is going to be realized. The only one that doesn't realize the power of Jesus Christ is those that don't 100%, 110% believe. Okay? You can't believe in Jesus 45, 60, 72%, 83. <laughs> you got to totally believe in Jesus, folks. Then we wonder why some people can't get healed or anything. You got to believe in Jesus because what happened? Look, watch. If you, let me see. Tell me, Lord. The enemy takes over our thoughts, and I mean, he's quick at it. He's quick right now. If I wanted to, I'd think of something, but I bind Satan in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm preaching the Word of God. The Holy Spirit's using me, but the enemy takes over our thoughts. If you cut your finger, okay, and you love Jesus, okay, and you say, in Jesus' name, finger, I command you to heal, that healing is going to happen according to the faith that you have that Jesus can heal that cut. If your mind is clear enough and your heart is clear enough and you have the faith in Jesus Christ it takes to move mountains, that mountain's going to move. And I, I hate to say it this way because a lot of people are going to get left out, and I know I've done some things before, and, and it makes you wonder, well, watch this. You know what it is? It's the enemy trying to make you 
It's trying to set doubt into your mind that Jesus doesn't work because you look down the next day and that, scr- that cut is still on your finger. And then he says, see, I told you that Jesus stuff was crazy. Are you sure you want to believe in that? But here is the kicker. In the Bible, it says there, some people were instantly healed. I believe it was the book of Mark. Yeah, I think the book of Mark, if you look at Mark, he says, and suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly, I think he's the quick one, and instantly, and suddenly. I think it was the book of Mark. Okay, and suddenly, there was and suddenlies. Okay, sometimes you have an and suddenly, you were healed. That, that cut went away. You look down and you're like, ah! it's sure, praise your Lord, it sure is gone. And, but then again, there are healings in the Bible. That I-N-G or that I-N-G-S sometimes takes a minute. But keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. Keep your mind clean. Philippians 4.8 tells us to keep our minds stayed on good things. Amen. Everything, things are just lovely, pure. Hallelujah. Keep your mind on that. When that, when that thought comes into your mind, it says, mm, it didn't heal. You still want to believe in that Jesus stuff? You immediately say, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. Get out of my head. Don't ever come back. I bind that thought. I take, I take control over that thought and cast it out of my mind in Jesus' name. Doubt. That's what he said to Eve in the garden, didn't he? Eve, told, Eve, Eve messed up God's words and said it the wrong way, and the devil looked back at her and he said, did God really say that? She didn't even realize that she had said she had quoted God's word or wrong and the enemy played on it. And look at us today. Amen. Amen. God is good. Use Jesus's name. Okay, in verse 32, it says Jesus sent them into a herd of swine. He sent those demons. We don't know how many into a herd of swine. He actually ruined the herdsman's business completely, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it says, the Bible says they went out and told everybody. It said, what did it say? He told them in the country and told them, there it is in the city, verse 34. They told them in the country and they, they told everybody. Amen. Verse 33 says, the devil left the man, entered the herd, and violently ran down a steep hill into the lake and were choked violently when they, they ran down, cast down, get it? What did I just tell you about your thoughts? Cast them out down. They were cast down and ran in, uh, into the water, into a lake. Amen. So Satan was finally shut up. Lowered position. They, they went from a high position to a lower position. See how it goes whenever you take authority over these devils? What is it? Luke ten eighteen says, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven, cast down. Luke ten nineteen says, we have power over the enemy and nothing by any, any, any means shall hurt you. Luke ten twenty, spirits are subject to us. That is important to remember. The spirits are subject to you, to you. 
by yourself, sitting here listening to this, the spirits are subject to you. I don't care what you feel or what you see or whatever happens after you cast them down. When you cast them down in Jesus' name, and you cover yourself with the blood and fill all them spaces and stuff up with good things from the word, amen, they're gone. Clean your mind and be careful of the thoughts that enter after that because they'll try to come back. If your thoughts are clean, they'll come back with seven other brothers, my Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Amen. In verse 34, they told everybody, verse 35, there is a transition after Jesus. There's a transformation after Jesus. When you get saved, something should change. Amen. Something should change. The Bible says the man was clothed and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you should be clothed in your right mind, having the mind of Christ, and sitting at his feet. They get saved. They say, I'm saved. I saw the Lord. And they're still living the same way that they lived before they got saved. Still making the same mistakes, should we say, sins. Something's wrong. People confess him with their mouth and not their heart. There is a schism between their heart and their mouth. Amen. And notice from verse, uh, was it verse 36 to 38, it says that Gadareans feared Jesus. The enemy fears Jesus. Amen. Your enemies, uh, let's say, if your enemies are not learning lessons for messing with you, okay, I'm going to say it that way, as in verse 9211, write that down, check it out later, there is a reason that they are not learning a lesson. There is a, doesn't the Bible say, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm? If your enemies are not learning a lesson from messing with you, then you got some water to dip into, that cool water. You got to sit down, study Jesus. He's the word on paper. The Bible was Jesus on paper. Get a closer relationship with him. Build your trust in him, your faith in him. Cast down anything that is not of him. Anything that doesn't encourage or uplift you, cast it down. Amen. You should be getting victory over the enemy. Amen. In verse 39, God, Jesus, refused the man's request to follow him. The man was so happy. Imagine how he felt. The man was so happy and so thankful that he wanted to follow Jesus. But instead, Jesus 
I'll use the word ordained lightly. Jesus ordained him as a preacher instead. Okay? And why do I say that? Because he told him to go and show. Show and tell. Testify. You're preaching the word of God. I'm I'm not talking about with documents and certificates and stamps and envelopes and uh, articles in the newspaper about your ordination. I'm not talking about that. When Jesus ordained you, you don't need stamps, newspaper articles, or envelopes. Or picture frames. (laughs) Amen. Amen. He told him, go and tell. Go and show. So look, we got to stop judging preachers, folks, and get to our own business. As they say, stay in your own lane. My God, I've been running into so many people online that just dogs preachers. Just dogs them. There's some people who just live to dog them. One man has a YouTube... uh, a YouTube channel where he just talks about preachers all the time, what they do right, what they do wrong, whether or not they deserve a car, and this and that. And they, oh, mama, stop judging preachers. This, look, this preacher was once a demoniac filled with a legion, for they were many. And now he's testifying about the kingdom of heaven. So who are we to say who? is saved by Jesus, and who is not? Whose ministry is greatest? Whose ministry is real? There's so many people out there picking out the real ministries from the fake ministries. They're so busy. Look, see, you see how the enemy is taking away our focus as the body of Christ? We've got to be very, very careful. He is he's taking away our focus. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to please God so much. I don't have, I, now, don't get me wrong. There was a time I was one of them too. But I quickly learned because that thing that you're putting on other people can come back and be put on you. <laughs> I got, look, I got to the point now where whatever somebody's doing, that's between them and God. That's none of my business. I, not every now and then I'll say something like, be careful, don't sit under a wolf. And there are pre- people who, who do blah, 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 you know. But I don't know. I don't call names and, and try to dirt it down from no. I'm not swine and I'm not stamping on anybody. I'm not a herd. Amen. <laughs> be careful how you judge people's ministries. And, and another thing, just because it's big doesn't mean it's right. And just because it's little doesn't mean it doesn't have any fruit tree. Oh, my, my. The remnant, is that what it's called? The remnant's not huge. The remnant is what is left. Just because it's big and shine does not mean it is the city with olive trees growing olives. It could be the cemetery. It could be that wilderness we studied about just now. It could be that dry place. And that little teeny ministry that people make fun of, you don't know how many souls are being saved through those little men. I'm a little ministry. I, I prefer little men. I like little ministries. Okay? You don't know how many people. I've been online for years. I've been doing, I did WizIQ and I did studies around the world and all over. I've been all over the place. I actually have CDs of people getting saved on our shows 
and I love them. CDs of it's beautiful. Every now and I go back and listen to somebody in Brazil that accepted Jesus. <laughs> you know, uh, so you got to be careful. Don't judge people. Amen. All I know is God shows me in his wonderful way when I'm doing right, and he'll correct me when I'm wrong. I'm cool with that. If you can take God's correction, you're all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you saved? Are you, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Jesus the Christ, and yes, his real name is his Hebrew name. Okay, we don't want to get into argument over that, but he, Yeshua Hamashiach, that means Jesus the Christ, Yeshua Hama, Jesus the, Mashiach Christ, Messiah. See, have you accepted him as your Savior? If you haven't, please do so right now before any more fish comes up dead and rotten on the beaches. Because the earth is in its last stages, folks. Last stage, should I say. I believe, yes. I believe the earth is in its last stage. Poisoning of the water. It mentions, I'm, trying, I'm going longer, but the, the, the poisoning of the water. What was that in, in, in uh, Czechoslovakia or something? Or, or Russia, the water, one-third of the water is poisoned. And the Bible mentions that in Revelation. Fish washing up on a sea, beautiful big ones that could feed, you know, cities, feed the poor, are rotting. The sky, we can't, everybody, you know, I live in a place right now in Pittsburgh where there was uh, ironworks or whatever, you know, the steel mills and stuff. And there was a document, documentary about this place where people, a lot of the people in this area have asthma because this, the, the air was polluted so bad. And it's not just this place, many other places, you know, and, and, you know, things are happening. God said this was going to happen. Believe him. Accept Jesus right now. Romans 9, 10, 9. you get a chance, write that down. Romans 10, 9. And read it when we're done. It, look, just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Please be my Lord, my leader, and my guide, and my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. And if you just said that, God bless you, and I, let me be the first to welcome you into the body of Christ. Amen. The wonderful place to be. Now, it's not, you're, you're not going to have, you're not going to go around for the rest of your life with no troubles. Oh, no. But guess what? No matter, before today, before this moment, anything can happen. You had so much stuff written on your blackboard, you, they had to go to Home Depot and get a few more. <laughs> you know? But, but God wiped every, he erased it all. Whatever you do after today is going to be counted, so watch how you live, right? Live holy. Live the best you can. Amen? Amen. God got rid of everything else you did up until this moment. Welcome to the family of God. Go find yourself a good Bible, okay? Make sure it's not one of those Bibles that got rid of scriptures and some of the chapters, amen? So be careful. Do some research on that. I always use a Thompson Chain reference. Uh, I, I've been using my Thompson Chain reference since I went to Bible school in, what, 96 or whatever, okay? Um, but I love Thompson Chain reference, and it goes really good with the Strong's Concordance for reference, you know, to, to study 
If you see a word in the Bible you don't understand, if you see a word in Thompson Chain Reference, it'll have a number to the side, and you go in Strong's Concordance, and you look up that number, and it'll show you what it means in Greek and in Hebrew. And that takes you more into deeper study. See, okay, I'm, I quit. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, just study the look. Just study the word, okay? God bless you. And I really, really appreciate all of you that come on and listen to this. You're a blessing. You're such a blessing. And if you can, send it out. Send it out to somebody. Let somebody else listen to it. And, and uh, you know, and you never know who's going to get saved. This is all about getting souls saved. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And uh, God keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you his grace. And give you his peace, love, joy, victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Reverend Essie signing off. And remember, Jesus is always Lord, okay? Always. Not sometimes, every now and then. <laughs> Jesus is always Lord. And to God be the glory for the things he has done. To God be the glory. To God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things he has done. With his blood he has saved me, with his power he has raised me, to God be the glory for the things he has done. God bless you and keep you. Amen.